After you listen to today's Locked on Washington football team podcast, check out Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked on's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Catch your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Good to have you with us. We welcome, of course, all returning listeners and as well any new listeners, subscribers, uh, downloaders. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo on this episode, but not really. David is not with us right now. However, David has done the Lord's work. He's provided a dual segment preview with Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys of those dreaded Dallas Cowboys. So while David is not technically with us right now, he will be with us through the magic of audio. That's right. And that's how you listen and consume the Locked On Washington football team podcast through the magic of audio podcast platforms all over uh, the world, Odyssey, uh, of course, Megaphone, uh, and Apple, and Spotify, wherever you might be. Either way, good to have you with us uh, again. So coming up in just a little bit, we will hear from my partner, David Harrison, again with Marcus Mosier, a good preview of the Dallas Cowboys. Certainly lots to talk about there. But let's get to this Right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Some news of the night, if you will, um, from Wednesday night. And that is via my buddy John Keim of ESPN. And finally, finally, the Washington football team, according to John, through a source, has cleared the 85% vaccination threshold. Two more players received their first shot, John reports, on Wednesday. And, of course, this has been a long time coming because while Tuesday brings us the news that the league average was about 90%, and while Washington seems to be slightly below that, Washington has gone from 50% actually below just about a week and a half before camp to around 70% this past weekend and now already up over 85%. Now, that doesn't mean fully vaccinated. That means at least one shot. In some cases, it might be the only shot. Don't know. Don't really care. The key is that as a team, they are now more than 85% vaccinated with, again, at least one shot. Now, that doesn't mean that, obviously, everybody will get vaccinated and that they will clear and get to 100%. As a matter of fact, I, I would bet against it. 
However, what it does mean is that as a team, protocols are different for an organization with what they basically consider herd immunity uh, and what they consider basically to be outlier status, right? Um, if, if 85 plus percent of the players and 100% of the coaches, staff, medical, training, uh, support staff, media, if everyone else is fully vaccinated, because that has to be the case for access to the building, um, then you are basically minimizing the chances of severe illness. Now, you're not necessarily minimizing the chances, again, as we all know, of catching COVID or the Delta variant or now this Lambda variant, which is even supposedly more scary than the Delta variant, right? So again, just because Washington has reached this threshold doesn't mean they're not going to have issues. Doesn't mean they're not going to have problems. They are, and they probably will. However, what it does mean is that they have a real good chance of avoiding disaster, of avoiding forfeiture, of avoiding a mass scheduling chaos on their own end, right? On their end. Now, again, players can still get it. There are different rules if you are at least partially vaccinated than as opposed to full va uh, than opposed to no vaccination. So without going too deep into the woods here, the bottom line is this. If Washington can get those numbers up even closer to 100%, and if they can get the numbers to 100%, then there shouldn't be any significant, significant problems. Now, one thing that I would caution you of is just because players are fully vaccinated or in the process of being vaccinated, again, doesn't mean that if they test positive on a Saturday morning and the results come in Saturday late afternoon, early evening, when the rosters are essentially frozen and the transaction wires are frozen, that it doesn't mean that Washington or any other team couldn't get caught short. We'll have to see. Because by 4 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, that's when teams have to basically make their roster moves. And the presumption is that it will be like last year, with the expanded practice squad, probably up to 16, veterans allowed on that practice squad, and a two-day or a two-player call-up window uh, with no more than two non-roster call-ups, meaning a player can't be elevated to the 53 from the quote-unquote practice squad, the expanded practice squad, more than twice without having to be exposed. So, I mean, that's the deal right there. And exposed meaning exposed to 
not COVID, but exposed to waivers and therefore being a free agent uh, and therefore potentially catching on with another team's 53. All right, so that's the news of Wednesday and Wednesday night. Practices in the books Friday night at FedEx Field. There will be a team practice under the lights. I'll be there live. Uh, So we will have a full report, obviously, next week on how the team is looking. So you'll have all of that to look forward to as we draw ever closer to the preseason lid lifter in New England for the Washington football team. This is the Locked On WFT podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Again, flying solo uh, in this segment without David Harrison. But the good news is, guys, boys and girls, David is coming up next with Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys as they get set for what is always one of the more fun rivalries in the National Football League, the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team, whatever they're called. Uh, That is coming up next right here on LOWFT. All right, guys, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com. You know uh, there are all sorts of different makes, models, different specifications, Uh, Depending on what your car or truck is and what parts they need, you can get lost in a sea of auto parts madness. What if I had a suggestion for you? What if you could easily order whatever you need without leaving your couch or your kitchen table or your bed or wherever? I wouldn't advise taking your phone or your computer into the shower, but you might be able to get away with it. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to rockauto.com, and when you go to rockauto.com, you are going to get the very best prices. I mean, you're not going to save, uh, you're not going to spend 30, 50, maybe even 75, who knows, 80% more like you do uh, at some chain store, super auto parts store, uh, or a car dealership, right? Car dealerships are always the worst. They always overcharge for labor and they always overcharge for parts and they can rarely get the parts that you need, even if, well, it's your dealer. So here's what I want you to do. Again, go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, whatever you might need, major, minor, foreign, domestic, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, guys, here's David Harrison with Marcus Mosier, part one of their conversation. Taking a look at the Dallas Cowboys. All right, guys, and I'm joined now by Marcus Mosier on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Again, like all of these episodes, a link to follow him on Twitter will be in the show description. So make sure you go down there. Check that out. A lot of good information. Uh, host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, one of the hosts of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, also hosts Locked On Dynasty here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Also managing editor at the Raiders Wire and content creator for the Game Day NFL. So a very busy individual. Marcus, appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me and to talk to our listeners. Absolutely. I love talking football. Let's uh, let's get into it. Absolutely. So 2021 Dallas Cowboys, anybody mm-hmm. who is not intimately connected to the Cowboys, whenever they think about this year's Dallas Cowboys team, they're thinking Dak Prescott, the return of the quarterback, the injury, the contract, all of it. Is it worth it? Is it going to be not worth it? Is he going to be healthy? And then obviously he suffers a minor setback, right? That's the way I've seen it uh, described so far in training camp. And Everybody, I mean, we talked about it on Locked On WFT too, just like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to be news. Uh, is there any real concern around that specific? Uh, was like a shoulder strain that Dak has suffered, or is there any doubt looming in your mind anyway that he can come back and be as good as ever this season? 
So we are we are recording this podcast what on August third. Um, the Cowboys yeah. don't play their first regular season game until September 9th against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, no, there, there's no big concern the, we're, because we're so far out. The Cowboys are just trying to protect Dak Prescott from himself. Uh, he threw, I mean, just about a thousand balls per day during the off season to get ready for this upcoming season. Sounds like it's a little bit of fatigue. The, the way that it was told to me, David, is it's like you you slept on your arm the wrong way. And listen, I I, I just turned thirty this year, so I'm getting old. I know what it feels like to wake up and feel <laughs> sore. I it sounds like that's all the issue is. It's not a big deal at all. I think he'll be just fine. All right. And then, of course, with the return of Dak Prescott, a lot of people expecting the return of NFC East dominance uh, mm-hmm. to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I am going to ask you at the end of this conversation where you think the Cowboys will rank. So if we can keep that spoiler under wraps okay. until we okay. get to the end of the conversation. But I mean, does does the the return of Dak Prescott really mean the return of the Dallas Cowboys as everybody would like them to be and Jerry Jones would like them to be despite his David and Goliath? Uh, examples that he's he's trying to feed <laughs> to the media like he believes that the Dallas Cowboys will ever be the Davids of the NFL. Um, does that really yeah. mean that much, or are there too many holes on this team for even Dak Prescott to fill? Well, there's certainly a lot of holes on this team. That's, that's I mean, that's pretty obvious when you look at the roster on defense. But I do think with Dak returning and the offensive line coming back from injury, the Cowboys should be the favorites. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win the division. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to predict them to win the division. But when you Mm -hmm. have pretty easily the best quarterback in the division, win healthy, probably the best offensive line, the best group of skill players, it's hard to pick against that. Despite how talented, you know, like Washington is, for example, on defense. I I, I do expect uh, the Cowboys to be competitive. But no, they're they're not going to be a team that runs away from this division. Marcus Mosier, host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, one of the hosts of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, joining me here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And Marcus, we've been talking to Dak Prescott because quarterback is king in the NFL. So Dak Prescott leading the conversation, low-hanging fruit, I'll admit mm-hmm. it, but it's a good way to get the show started. Uh, but what are some other storylines, right? That's why it, Chris and I can tell everybody about Dak Prescott because sure. everybody's paying attention to it. But there are other things going on with the Cowboys, uh, what are some of those storylines going down in training camp? Maybe some things we might get to see on Hard Knocks this year, like Dan Quinn rapping to run mm. DMC uh, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yes, yeah, so that is certainly going to be on Hard Knocks, you can bet. Uh, I mean, to me, the, the storyline of camp has been C.D. Lamb. And listen, we all know how good C.D. Lamb is. He had a really fantastic rookie season. Despite playing with four different quarterbacks, he was a great prospect coming out of Oklahoma. But he's just dominated practice. I mean, like these poor defensive backs are trying to get up to speed and CeeDee Lamb is just taking over. So Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, going into training camp, there was this healthy debate, you know, is Amari Cooper the wide receiver one? Is it CeeDee Lamb? I think by the time we get to weeks five, six, seven, I think it's going to be pretty clear who the best receiver is on this team. And it would not be surprising at all if by the end of the 2021 season, if we're not, you know, mentioning CeeDee Lamb, in the same group of receivers as DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, uh, Tyreek Hill, and, and, you know, and Devontae Adams. That's that's a pretty high high praise and some high company to hold. So I mean, so I guess draft CD Lamb in all fantasy formats if if you have the availability to. He's a steal right now at, at current ADP. He is a steal. So for your fantasy yeah. guys out there, yes, uh, CD Lamb certainly over Amari Cooper. I've been seeing Amari Cooper being drafted over Lamb right now in most drafts. That doesn't make much sense to me. 
There you go. Free Locked On Dynasty podcast <laughs> dropping in for you right there. What about Michael Gallup? I'm I'm a big Michael Gallup fan. Like I and I don't, I know I'm not the only one. Like I, I'm not breaking any news here saying that I like Michael Gallup, but where do you see like obviously entering the season, I think everybody expects him to be number 3, right? But is it possible that even he could sur- surpass Amari Cooper whether it be towards the end of this year or into next year? Um, I don't know if he'll surpass Amari Cooper, but I do think he is a guy that could have a really really strong season. So before Dak Prescott went down with an injury last year in the first five games of the season, he was on pace for 1,100 yards, and he was coming off an 1,100-yard season in 2019. So I do think this is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. And when you have that guy as your third option in the passing game and teams are for- forced to put their third best cornerback on him, yeah, I-, I do think Gallup is in for a huge season. Yeah, so I mean, some some electric talent there in Dallas, of course. And I mean, it always seems like there's at least uh, one or two superstars wearing mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys colors every year. That just that's why the Cowboys fans are so passionate. That's why you know, other po- opposing teams' fan bases are so uh, so toxic towards yes. Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Um, but we've talked about a lot of guys that everybody kind of knows about already. But this is a new year. New year always means new faces. Who are in your book? Who are the most important new Dallas Cowboys for everybody to pay attention to? And, and if you want to throw him in there, obviously not new, but Randy Gregory, right? Like mm. the opportunity. I mean, again, I don't know how many chances this really is for for Randy Gregory. Uh-huh. I, I want to say young, but I mean, I don't even know how much how young he is really anymore. Um, if you want to touch on him as well, obviously not a new new face, but if you want to touch on him as well and what could be in store for him in 2021. Yeah, I mean, he is relatively new in terms of like snaps. His career number of snaps is just at a thousand. And that's pretty incredible considering he was a second round pick in 2015. Uh, He's only played in 38 career games. He's only started one. um, But everything out of practice right now has been overwhelmingly positive about Randy Gregory. Uh, He's been he's been fantastic. He's been working with Tyron Smith after practice. Uh, He really looks like he's ready to make the leap into a full time starter. And I think a guy that could easily get double digit sacks. Uh, Here's the thing, David. They need Randy Gregory to be good in order for this defense to be competent because there's so many other holes in this roster. Like they need Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory to be one of the better duos in the league. And luckily, all of the buzz out of camp is positive right now. Uh, but we know that doesn't always translate into the regular season, but I'm hopeful. The Cowboys are hopeful. And more importantly, Randy Gregory is in a great mental space uh, to dominate this season. Yeah, definitely a guy. I mean, a lot of, a lot of talent, you know, that's, that's never been a question. It's always mm-hmm. been everything else, you know, around Randy Gregory. So hopefully for his sake, you know, I, I kind of take after Ross Jackson, our, our boss over at the Locked On Podcast mm-hmm. Network. And I, I just I'm a fan of seeing human beings reach their potential and achieve their dreams. So for that reason, I, I'm pulling for the young fella. Um, speaking of young guys, let's talk about the NFL draft now mm-hmm. uh, for Washington fans who don't keep tabs on the Dallas Cowboys 24 seven. Just a quick recap of the draft class. Micah Parsons, a linebacker out of Penn State that a lot of Washington fans were, were, were pining over in round one. Kelvin Joseph, the cornerback in round two. Osa Odigizawa in round three, as, along with Chauncey Golston and Nashawn Wright. Here's where we're going to get to names that are going to be hard for me to say. So feel free to correct me, Marcus, after I'm done here. Uh, fourth round, Jabril Cox and mm-hmm. Josh Ball, linebacker and offensive tackle, uh, respectively. Round five, Simi Fahoko. Simi Fahoko, you got it. Yep, there you go, job. wide receiver. Sixth round, Quinton Bohanna, defensive tackle, mm-hmm. Israel. I'm Mukamu. not Makamu. Makamu. There you go, cornerback. And then seventh round, guard, Matt. Fairnock. Fairnock. 
There you go. And again, that's part one of Marcus Mosier from Locked On Cowboys and David Harrison from Locked On Washington football team's conversation about Dak and the Cowboys. Should be an interesting year. Already is an interesting camp. Coming up, the conclusion of their conversation. That's next, right here on LOWFT. Guys, we tell you about it all the time. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to get in on all your sports action. Baseball season is more than in full swing. You can track all the daily action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and information to help you make better bets. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news. Uh, And again, sign up bonuses and contest information. Get off the sidelines now. This is your chance to get in the game as we head through the month of August. Again, go to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code Locked On at BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, here's the rest of Marcus Mosier and David Harrison as they get set for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what do you think about the draft class favorites? Uh, are there any guys in here that you uh, wouldn't have taken or don't think are going to live up to their billing? Is there like a sleeper in here to be one of those coveted six round breakout players? So first and foremost, this draft did not go the way the Cowboys were hoping. They were really wanting to get one of Patrick Sertan or JC mm. Horn at yeah. number 10. Both of those guys went inside of the top 10. The Cowboys moved down a couple of picks, picking up Micah Parsons. They did have Parsons rated as the highest graded defensive player in the draft, but they already have a million linebackers. They're still working that out. Uh, the cornerbacks are really interesting, and I think that's where we, we really need to talk about. Calvin Joseph, like on-field talent alone, should have been a first-round pick. Now, he's only played 11 career games in college. Uh, he kind of left LSU. He left Kentucky early. There's some questions about his maturity, but he is clearly talented. Mm-hmm. And then Nashawn Wright. Um maybe, maybe one of the biggest reaches on day two of the draft. I know a lot of people didn't even have him inside their top 250 players, mm. uh, but the drum beat out of Cowboys camp in mini camp and OTAs and now in the tra- in training camp has been very, very solid surrounding nation, right? He's a six foot three, six foot four corner uh, that's still learning to play the position, but there's just not many corners out there that are his size. that can run like he can. So Seems like a bit of a reach at the time, and maybe it still is and could prove to be that way, but the Cowboys are very excited uh, with, from what they got from pick 99 so far. Fantastic for them. And, and yeah, I mean, if, sadly, if Micah Parsons is your consolation prize, and that's a pretty good consolation prize, but I do uh, remember now that, yeah, they were they were wanting one of those corners. I think you took one of them in our network mock draft, didn't you? Oh, yeah, we, we were all on Patrick Sertain. I thought for sure for most of the draft process, that's who the Cowboys were going to take, and that's clearly who they wanted. Uh, but no. that doesn't that doesn't always matter when the NFL draft rolls around. Now, speaking of uh, additions to the secondary, and I'm new enough to the Locked On Washington uh, listenership that they may not know this about me just quite yet. I am a huge Ohio State guy. I am okay. a born and bred Buckeye fan. Yes. My father raised me uh, to be as such. Um, full transparency, though, Jalen Smith, when he got injured in that game against Ohio State, ruined the entire game for me because he was actually my favorite player mm. on the field mm. in that game. 
Uh, but Malik Hooker, an Ohio State guy, a, a lot of hope and hype around him when he came out of college, drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. Injuries mainly derailed his career so far. A late second, third, fourth phase of free agency maybe, mm. uh, signing by the Dallas Cowboys. But, I mean, a guy that I've been waiting to find out where Malik Hooker was going to get his opportunity. The Dallas Cowboys give him one. They obviously need some help on defense. What do you think Malik can uh, can bring to the field here? Well, David, I'd like you to weigh in this one because I think Malik Hooker is the best free safety prospect I've seen coming in the draft since yeah. Ed Reed. And we saw it early in his career. Like he was really, really good for the Colts. Like he was a borderline Pro Bowl player, but he's had an Achilles injury. He's had a shoulder injury. He's had an ACL. And I'm just wondering, I think he's only 25 years old. Like, is he yeah. ever going to get back to being that player? I, I kind of have my doubts, but. When he's right, I still think he could be one of the best free safeties in the NFL. What did you see from him at Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, everything you just said, when he came out of Ohio State, I mean, that's pretty much what he had is he had all the all the intangibles you want. He had the instincts that you want in a free safety and NFL free safety. And with the defensive stars he was playing with there at Ohio State, he still found a way to shine in the back end of the defense. And that's that's something that's somewhat difficult to do in the collegiate game sometimes. And then, yeah, like you said, the injuries. But when he was healthy in Indianapolis, like you said, again, uh, Jake Arthur, who covers the Indianapolis Colts for several different uh, pro uh, projects, very good friend of mine. He and I would have plenty of conversations about just the frustration <laughs> yeah. of watching a player like Malik Hooker go through these injuries. My biggest question, I think, for this phase in his career is confidence and, and how much is he going to be able to play free, play loose, play like the athlete that he is, and how much of him is going to be scared in the subconscious or even in the front part of his mind about re-injuring something or getting a new injury because that's just human nature. We can all say, "Well, I'll just put it, you know, put it to the back of the, of the of, or on the back burner." go out there and ball out, but that's a lot easier said than done. Yeah, the Cowboys are actually actually relying on two injured free safeties right now. DeMonte Casey, who tore his Achilles uh, in October, and then Malik mm -hmm. Hooker. So I think they're just counting or hoping that one of these guys is able to, to stay healthy and make it through the season because if they don't, oh boy, David, this could easily mm -hmm. be one of the worst secondaries in football. Host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, Marcus Mosier, on Twitter, at Marcus underscore Mosier. Also find him on the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Joining me here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, talking everything Dallas Cowboys. But Marcus, I'm going to shift gears a little bit on you, and I want to get your view on the team that I cover, the Washington football team. A lot of excitement going on around the team, the addition of a lot of new players, the defense expected to be a little bit better uh, than they were last year, which was fairly impressive by most measures because of the continuity, another year of experience mm -hmm. for Chase Young, full camp preseason, yada, yada, yada. And then there's Ryan Fitzpatrick, the ultimate wild card, uh, it seems to be in this conversation. So what are your thoughts about this Washington football team, this divisional opponent for your Dallas Cowboys in 2021? This is easily the most complete team in the division, without a doubt. I mean, every single level, they're fair, they're talented. I love the addition of William Jackson. I think that's, from a Cowboys perspective, that's awful because William Jackson is a heck of a corner who will he'll yeah. make plays driving on footballs. Uh, so with comparing, you know, pairing him with that pass rush is just a terrible, terrible sight uh, for the Cowboys. But Really, David, the question comes down to the thing. It's always come down with Washington, right? Like, is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to be competent enough? And I think there's going to be games where he looks fantastic. And this offense puts up 38 points because they clearly are talented with Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel. It's just mm -hmm. when we get into November, in December, in early January, 
what does Ryan Fitzpatrick look like? Because we've seen over the last couple of years, he can look really good in spurts. But as the season goes on, it's his legs that get tired and it ends up affecting his arm strength. And yeah. we know that he's got this gunslinger mentality. But when, you know, the, the, the miles per hour and the throws start to drop a little bit, and they just don't have the same juice on them. That's where he gets in trouble. So I'm still a little skeptical that the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing is going to work for 17 games, 18 games if Washington gets in the playoffs. But make no mistake about it. This team is really, really good at all the other positions. And I, and I will tell you that every Washington football team fan who came into this episode saw the title and said, oh, great. 30 minutes of cowboy love and Washington hate about to come down into your ear holes. I want you to, if, if you, if you so choose, I want you to hit Twitter again, find Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier and give him some props for saying that the Washington football team, the most complete roster uh, in this division. Cause I agree, but Dallas Cowboys still look good on paper in some aspects. They still obviously have some questions like we've talked about uh, here in today's episode. And we teased this earlier. So now we're here at the part of this conversation. Last question. Where do the Dallas Cowboys stack up in the NFC East this year? We said it at the top of the show. I think they should win the division, but it's not going to be going away. If they do win the division, it's going to be at nine and eight, 10 and seven. I, I just have a hard time seeing the Cowboys winning many more games than that because of the defense. They're going to be in so many shootouts, mm. but there's just not a lot of margin for error here. Like we saw it last year. I think the offense can be really good, but if the defense continues to give up 35 points per game, they're going to lose a lot of these 50-50 games. So right. I, the Cowboys should be the betting favorite. I think I would pick them to win the division just because of the quarterback, but it's certainly not one that I would feel great about. Yeah, and I think uh, if nine or ten wins wins the division in 2021, then those week 14 and 16 matchups between these two teams are going to be absolutely enormous. Yeah, doesn't it feel like the game, the, the, the division is going to come down to that? Like, I mean, yeah. all the other stuff is going to be nice and fun, but whoever comes out, probably whoever wins those two games and comes out 2-0 is probably going to be hosting a playoff game. Yeah, I think that's absolutely a fair assessment of the situation facing facing the division at the end of the schedule. And I mean, the Washington football team alone closing the year with five divisional matchups uh, to, to finish their season. So they go from week two until the final five weeks of the season before they play another divisional game. Uh, Marcus Moser, one of the hosts again over the Locked On Cowboys podcast, host of the Locked On Dynasty podcast on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser, along with many other things, managing editor, Raiders Wire, content creator for the game day NFL I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Make sure you give them a follow again. The link to do so is in the show description. Marcus, I'll talk to you again, not really soon, but we will <laughs> talk again this season. Good luck to you. Uh, continue doing all the great work you're doing, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, David. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on LOWFT. My thanks to David Harrison for recording that interview, and, of course, Marcus Mosher, our guest uh, and uh, good conversation there. Make sure, as you guys know, that you check out the Locked on Bets podcast because why bet harder when you can bet better? Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and as always, make sure you check us out via email or by our voicemail. We'll have all of that information in the information box. Also, how you can follow Marcus Mosier uh, as well. Thanks for being with us right here 
on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. 